You're listening to Man Meat Barbecue, the podcast, with your host, Mikey K. Our sponsors are Manbecue and Myron Mix and Smokers. If you don't know who Manbecue is, you better check it out. They're one of the coolest things in barbecue around. We do a meetup on the last Thursday of every single month. Let us take over your backyard. Let's see how much fun we can have. Looking for a new cooker? Look no further than the American-made Myron Mix and Smokers. Maybe you're a backyard enthusiast. Maybe you're a restaurant owner. Maybe you're looking to get into the catering game. They can accommodate it all. So make sure you go over to MyronMixAndSmokers.com and check out your next rig. And when you email them, tell them Mikey from Man Meat Barbecue sent you. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into this fucking podcast. What is up, guys? So we are hanging out with the guys from... <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. My my lungs kind of gave out there. Uh, we are hanging out with the guys that are bringing you guys the barbecue... Sh- or the smoke sheets, I'm sorry. The smoke sheets. And then Sean also does a really cool website called nybbq.com. Very, very cool. You guys got to check out both of them. But we are hanging out with those guys. If you've never heard of the smoke sheet, it is, it is your time to hear about it. Um, so... We are going to have an awesome conversation with these guys and find out what drives them in barbecue. So, Sean, uh, I'm going to give the floor to you first. What made you start your journey? How did you how did you kind of get this thing going? Sure, yeah. Uh, I started NYC BBQ three and a half years ago. Um, I like to think of it as kind of a fan's perspective on barbecue, but also a very journalistic approach to barbecue and what's happening in the barbecue world in the Northeast. And... Um, you know, honestly, I, I, I was a journalist. I The first job I ever had at a school at the University of Missouri was uh, being a technology journalist. And I did that for about five years. I left that to go do PR marketing. And when I did that, I felt like I lost a little bit of my creativity and I wanted to channel it into something journalistic again. And that was NYC BBQ. I took a, a love of barbecue, especially because I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. And I turned it into a passion project. And I've been doing it for three and a half years, and I love it. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And then, Ryan, what? how, how did you kind of get thrown into the mix? So I got thrown in the mix, just like Sean. I'm from Kansas City, and I am actually a cultural geographer. And so I guess I basically thought that I knew everything there was to know about barbecue because I'm from Kansas City, and then – Ended up uh, traveling to Texas and realizing, wow, uh, there's there's a whole other world of barbecue out there that I did not know about. And so that really like struck a chord with me as a geographer. I decided, wow, wouldn't it be cool to understand the different regions of barbecue in the United States? And so I just decided to uh, travel as much as I could, go to all the different regions of the country and understand the different barbecue traditions all over the place. So that's how I got started with, uh, barbecue tourist is my, is my brand and, uh, website barbecuetourist.com has a lot of maps on there for, you know, the geography aspect of barbecue. I mean, that's awesome. I think it's it, that's very cool because that a lot of people are searching that. A lot of people are searching, you know, you know, where to go, what are the best restaurants, what are the, you know, what's the best barbecue place in, you know, middle of nowhere Tennessee, right? Which is probably all of them. 
When you're in the middle of nowhere, that's usually where you find the best food. <laughs> so tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, like, when you started the smoke sheet, um, what, was it just a way to kind of reach more masses? Or what, what, what was the, uh, what, what was kind of your, what, what was your idea behind it? Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give this one a shot. So, um, let me just, uh, say the very, very beginning of Ryan and I meeting was actually in line at Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, Texas. Awesome. And, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense that two barbecue enthusiasts who, um, you know, just really have a passion for barbecue, of course, would meet in line at Snow's. Um, but, uh, that's where our friendship really started. We realized we had so much in common being from Kansas city, being Mizzou grads, um, being, you know, barbecue fanatics, but he lived in Nebraska. I lived in, in Brooklyn and it's just like, you know, these two people that are, you know, very far away, but very connected by all these traditions. And, um, it really started with a friendship there. And then it turned into, I had this idea. I said, where where can we find you know a a resource that tells us everything that's going on for the week about barbecue because i don't find it i don't find a specific you know single resource where i can find about every event that's going on, on all over the country uh, a single resource where i can find all the biggest news clips you know where is that because there are some things that exist some things are very focused on texas some things are very focused on the carolinas there's some things that are very focused on kansas city but i said what about all of them how can I keep tabs on all of them? And we were looking around for a long time, and we didn't find anything that it really existed quite like that. So we decided to said, hey, why don't we do it? Why don't we make the smoke sheet an email newsletter that anyone can subscribe to, and you have everything at your disposal. You'll learn about every event that's going on, all the biggest news stories. Um, and we're just, you know, we're rolling, and we're really excited about it. Now, how often does it come out? It is a weekly publication. It comes in your inbox every Wednesday morning. Fantastic. And obviously, if you go to either one of your guys' websites, there will be there will be somewhere to subscribe. Um, it's I'm sure it's very simple to subscribe. It's just an email. The, the easiest easiest way is just go to bbqnewsletter.com. Easiest thing to do. Just go there, put your first and last name and email in, and boom, you're in. You're done. You're good to go. And you will start to receive it. It is, a, I mean, it's a very nice, it's a very, very nicely laid out um, publication. It's not, it's not very difficult to navigate. Um, I think it's, I think it's a very, I think it's a really, really good. I think you guys did do a really, really good job at it. Um, I and I don't, and I, I, and I'm saying this in the in the nicest ways possible. It, it's not a piece of shit, guys. Go go subscribe. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, 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 there's so many gimmicky fucking things that you can get in the world, and this one isn't. It, it's really not. It, it it's laid out really cleanly. It's nice. It's easy. Um, you guys have you know news, events, things that you can see, you know, check out. And I think that's I think that's really important because it is like you said. There's nowhere. Where somebody can say, okay, where do I find just where do I find this information altogether? Yeah, that's really kind of one of the big things that got me interested in this was that, you know, as I got more and more fanatical about barbecue and traveling to all these places, I would I would see things on social media about 
like, here's an event that happened this weekend, or here's one that's coming up tomorrow. And I'm like, whoa, I would have loved to have gone to that, but I had no idea that was going on. So like after about the fourth uh, major event that I missed this year, I was like, okay, I, there needs to be a place where, where you can go to find out what's happening in the world of barbecue. I mean, obviously the big ones are out there, but um, there needs to be a place where you could go to find the event that's going on in Chicago next month or what's happening in New York or all these other places. So that's kind of what spurred us on to start this. Now, how hard is it to kind of gather all that information and not feel like you're missing anything? You know, this is one of the reasons why it's great to have two, <laughs> two people, because if it's just one person trying to aggregate everything, you're definitely might miss something. Um, you know, this is one of the things we really were. We were already trying to keep track of these things anyway. I think, you know, I just really was interested in, you know, paying attention to the national barbecue scene, understanding what was happening happening and try to process that through the lens of, you know, places like Brooklyn and Kansas City. Uh, and Ryan's been, you know, everywhere, nearly everywhere around the country. Um, you know, one of these days he's going to go flying around the world, probably. Um, you know, the, the barbecue tourist. So I go, I'm also now Ryan's hype man, apparently. You are. Um, fantastic. <laughs> and um, we've been doing our best to keep track of it anyway. And we, we, why not share a lot of our research in, you know, and help other barbecue enthusiasts as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's what I think is so so fantastic about it. I really, I just think it it's got to be hard, considering you know what I mean. Like when you're looking, when you're trying to look stuff up in general, and you're like, "Well, where's this event? How do I find this event?" Like that stuff's even a little bit hard because a lot of these websites aren't <clears throat> they're not well well organized. You know what I'm saying? It's like, true. It's true. I trying mean, to find you know, their dates, and then they're not. They're they're not exactly Google optimized, so they're not popping up on everything. Uh, yeah, I will admit there's uh, there's an event in North Carolina called the Barbecue Festival. That's not, not super helpful for Google searching, right? Because uh, we're looking for barbecue festivals in the country, and then it's like the Barbecue Festival. I'm like, actually, this is really hard to find. But once we had it on our, we basically started compiling a list of every barbecue event. So we were you know we're looking for it when it comes up next year. And so the idea is internally making sure we're keeping really close tabs on everything that's happening in the country. Guys, in other words, they're organized and we're really not. <laughs> Let me tell you, that, that, is, that is what these two guys are. They are extremely organized, which is fantastic. And we would, all of us that are in this world that aren't organized, we would like to thank you. <laughs> because we need people you are, like you. You're welcome. <laughs> So, Sean, I want to I want to ask you this question. You you're from Kansas City. You moved up to New York. Man, how hard was it at first to find good barbecue? Um, I will admit that uh, it was challenging at first, but I was lucky that the barbecue scene in New York really started about six years prior to my arrival in New York. Actually, the sort of genesis of Really, you know, barbecue in New York uh, back in 2001, 2002. And I came in uh, 2008. And the first place that I ever had barbecue in 
honestly is a very reliable. You, you you dropped a little bit there, so we missed nope. where you had barbecue. Oh no! Well, well, the you can't you know got it. The, the 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 big reveal. You missed it. No, okay. uh, the very first place I had barbecue in New York City was Hill Country. And Hill Country is a very reliable, pretty good Texas barbecue joint. Um, I think it's an underrated barbecue joint personally, but it's not not just because I have fond feelings of it being the first barbecue that I had in New York. Um, but it, it just basically I it really opened my eyes because I was again, I, I think like Ryan, I was used to Kansas City barbecue. I was used to here's, you know, smoked, you know, smoked meats, uh, thin, a lot of thin slices um, and a lot of sauce like we bar, you know, love barbecue sauce in Kansas City. Yeah, you guys but do. In in New York, we got everything. We have all different kinds of, of styles. You know, we got uh, Central Texas. We got Kansas City. We got Carolinas. You know, we're really, you know, dabbling in everything up in Can- uh, up in New York. And um, I really did stumble upon, started stumbling upon more and more interesting things. And I, uh, this was similar to the creation of the smoke sheet. I felt like I wasn't be able to keep tabs on what the good barbecue was in New York. There was still there wasn't a resource for it. There was only a handful of people that were even touching barbecue, and uh, that really inspired me to um, start NYC BBQ. And now, <clears throat> obviously, like you said, the 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 scene was kind of starting. It had already started, and you guys got a melting pot, which is so cool. I feel like the the four you know main places of, of barbecue. I, I feel like those are kind of going away. I think the lines are starting to get blurred. Uh, people are starting to realize there's so much great barbecue coming from almost everywhere now that the lines are starting to get blurred and people are just looking at it as American-style barbecue. Some is sauced, some is not. Some is dry rubbed, some is not. Some is salt and pepper. And then they're breaking it down into that American-style barbecue where you will still have those quadrants. But I feel like we're adding we're adding more to it. How do you guys feel about that? That's exactly what I'm finding as I'm traveling all over the country. There's a little bit – and it's a good and bad thing, but there's a little bit of a homogenization of barbecue, I guess you would say, like where rather than it being completely distinct – you know, you can go to Dallas and have good Kansas City style barbecue. You can eat brisket in Memphis. Um, I mean, there it's it's really kind of becoming this. It's like a, a pan American barbecue. It's like all all the regions in one. And you know that that's kind of neat, but it's actually it also. It's one of those things where whenever you do stumble upon a place that is very traditional, uh, it's it makes it really, really special. Like uh, Sean and I recently went to Scott's Barbecue in Western Tennessee, in Lexington, Tennessee, actually. And it was just amazing to go to a place that just kind of really is holding on to that tradition of whole hog, Western Tennessee whole hog barbecue style. It was really, really cool, really special. So it's interesting. I think you, um, I I think you'll always have places that are like that. I think you're always going to have the the guys that you know, the guys that are doing it and and are going to keep that tradition going. um, You know, 
you got your, you know, <clears throat> you just get, you, you got your, your traditionalists that are going to keep that going. You know what I mean? Um, and then you're going to get your new boys on the block that are going to start making fusions with barbecue and trying to push those limits. And I think that's the, um, that's chefs coming into the barbecue world. You know what I mean? It's chefs bringing their, the, the chef background and being like, we can actually use all of this and we can, we can fusion it to this and this and this and this. And it's elevate. It's almost like elevating the game now. Yeah, definitely. Whenever I was in, um, in Austin recently, I, I, I got to eat some food, uh, by Leroy and Lewis there and they had, it, it was fantastic. It was a beef cheek with, you know, Korean kimchi on it, uh, on a taco. So it was like, you know, all these different things fused together, but it was still barbecue. So it was fantastic. Yeah. It's very cool. Now, where do you guys kind of see that going? Cause you, you guys do have a little bit of the insider, you know what I mean? Um, you're following so much stuff that not everyone's following quite as much as you guys are. Um, so where do you guys kind of see, see barbecue going? I mean, I'll just speak from the Brooklyn perspective is continued experimentation and also bringing older, you know, older, very niche kind of traditions and bringing those into barbecue. So um, like 2M Smokehouse in San Antonio brings some older, I think it's uh, Mexican traditions into the smokehouse um, in uh, Brooklyn here. We have hometown barbecue and they have Jamaican jerk ribs and Korean yep. sticky ribs. And they're bringing a lot of those those ideas into um, into the barbecue world. And you wouldn't normally find those on a barbecue, a traditional barbecue menu. But we're going to continue to see a lot of experimentation, a lot of exciting new things coming out. Um, as you, as you said, chefs are coming into the barbecue game, um, and pitmasters themselves are getting more interested in going, Hey, why don't I start doing some specials and some interesting things? I'm going to start doing, you know, pastrami and I'm going to start doing, um, you know, these special wings that are, you know, have a touchstone of some other place. And I love it. I, I just can't wait to, to see it on, to see on almost every every menu except for some of those very very traditional places that are you know, not going to give up the old game but i think every barbecue place is going to eventually start experimenting with new things yeah absolutely and i think um i think i think it has to evolve a little bit you know what i mean like i feel like if you don't evolve you eventually die and right now barbecue is getting huge so i feel like people are going to try to evolve it a little bit and the thing is, is that um, people who've had a lot of barbecue, they begin to wonder about other things. And they're like, wait a minute, I bet, you know, if we, you know, there was a little bit of a spin on this, it could be better. Or, I, you know, you want to come and you want to try new things. You know, every good restaurant wants to wants to evolve. So I think barbecue restaurants have to follow that idea as well and evolve as well. Evolve with the taste of your customers and make sure that you're keeping your customers happy, but also finding something that gives you kind of a creativity and joy. So I'm going to ask you guys, what is your favorite type of barbecue? What's a, and I don't I, I, I you don't need to give me a restaurant being like, hey, I have my favorite barbecue here. But if you had to say, like, listen, my perfect plate is this, what would it be? Ooh, all right. 
That's a hard uh, one, right? There, there's there's so many good ones. I mean, like if I was building a plate, I mean, or Ryan, do you already have your plate built of what your of what your perfect plate of barbecue is? I feel I like mean, you've probably been asked this before. Gosh, yeah, I have, and it's the same kind of blank stare. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I bet here. Let us let us build this together. How about um, we do the the pork steak from Snows, right? We got to do like something from Snows, definitely because it was so good. Um, I actually would do. Um, we got to do something from Franklin, probably. I love. I mean, I just had such a good experience there. Um, I'm just thinking about it. I probably would do uh, the burn-ins from. What do you want to do, slaps, Ryan? Or do you want to do, like, Joe's or... Burn-ins from uh, Joe's are good. They're good. I was going to say, Mikey, are we are we talking some serious shop here or what? Because no, we're building is... a barbecue plate from all around the country. This is you fantastic. Know? Like, so I'm, just, I'm wow. saying, like, you know, maybe we do some burn-ins from slaps. Maybe we do um, the, uh, the rocket pig or the Z-Man from Joe's. Yeah, the Rocket Pig is so good. Mikey, do you know what the Rocket Pig is? I have not. No, give me a little bit of that. This is the new. So Joe's has been famous in Kansas City, been famous for their I, Z-Man sandwich Joe's. forever. And the Rocket Pig is their new, like, signature sandwich. Um, so it's, um, what is it? It's pulled pork and uh, fried jalapenos and uh, pepper jack cheese and, like, a little bit of, like, a spicy, like, barbecue sauce. It is delicious. <laughs> it is. It is a contender, contender to the Z-Man. Uh, I know that's, like, you know, maybe some sacred ground there, but I'm, I'm down. Let's Again, we got to experiment. we got to try new things, right? Yeah. Anyway, no, no, we're building our perfect plate, right? we got to build the perfect plate. You're so building. where are the best ribs? Ooh, man. This is uh, where it's getting hard. Yeah, all right, so... I honestly, I'm really torn here. I think, man, the, the, don't hate me, but like the ribs, I just remember the ribs at Franklin being so good. I don't remember, Ryan, have you, did you eat the ribs there at Franklin? Uh, just no. Mikey, have you had the ribs at Franklin? I have not had the ribs at Franklin's, I've not. Okay. I mean, of course I had the brisket, of course I had, you know, uh, you know, everything, but I just remember the ribs sticking out in my head. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, there's so many good places. Uh, Mikey, we got to ask you, where's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, place? We're going to throw the, the game over to you for a second. Ooh. Give us, give us your, give us your, do you have your plate in mind or you, uh, did you, you ask the question, but not think about it? <laughs> I asked the question, but I didn't think about it. I didn't think it was going to get flipped on me like that. And I love it. Ooh, um, well, you're, you're talking to, you know, effectively <laughs> barbecue journalists here so, so you I know would, we're gonna throw the questions at you sometimes too i like it i like it no that, that makes that makes this so much more fun um <laughs> i would have to say my perfect ribs would would have to be um probably peg leg oh okay, okay we both all right you win. Uh, we like that answer man <laughs> i think peg legs uh Peg leg dry rub, man. Ooh, real good. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, you, it's hard to beat. I was just going to say rendezvous because we just went there and their their baby back ribs were so unique and different. But peg legs, I could get on board with. Just I, I'd be okay with that. Um, I'm going to do something controversial. I'm going to go beef rib from Hometown Barbecue here in Brooklyn. Whoa. Uh, it is outstanding, and that they have they have worked so hard to make that one of their signature items. 
I will say uh, I've heard really, really it, good things about their beef ribs. I say, Mikey, you've not had it yet? I have not had it yet. I've had friends that have had it. Um, <clears throat> I am hoping to be in New York in February. February or March. Um, I'm not quite sure which one yet. Um, we're still working All right. well, on Well, as details. long as... Yeah, man. Let me know when you're. Let me know when you're in. Maybe we can go hit up hometown. Yeah. You're in. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, but I mean, I, dude, let's. You know, we're we, we've got a pretty good plate here. Um, I'm gonna throw one out. That, I'll throw one out that we just had recently, and this is a slam dunk. And that is Melissa Cookston's chicken wings at Memphis Ooh. Barbecue Company, just uh, naked with their rub. They okay. are. Fantastic. Those were some out of this world. Very, very good chicken wings. Um, Yeah, they were great. Uh, Probably one of the best briskets I've had. Um, He, I'm going to go with with a human, and I know that it's going to be my buddy Nestor, the Brooklyn Pit Rat. He makes the best brisket hands down, Um, and I've had him at, at. I, I had his food at a different restaurant, and he doesn't work there quite anymore, so I'm sure it's not exactly his brisket recipe anymore, but if you can find a man by the name of the Brooklyn Pit Rat, and you find whatever pit he's smoking in, I promise you he will give you the best brisket around. I mean, I'm certainly down. Um, let he's me up by you. The... He's in New York. Yeah, I know, dude. I will find him. I haven't, I, I haven't had his food, I don't think, but I will find him. Uh, let me add the um, the whole hog from Rodney Scott. Outstanding. Okay. Sam so Jones good. makes a good um, hog. Probably my favorite. My, I haven't been. Sorry, I've had Sam Jones. Jones. Yeah. I've had him in New York at the Big Apple Barbecue Block Party, but I've not had Sam Jones at uh, Skylight Inn slash Sam Sam Jones Barbecue. Yeah, but. Okay, wait, Ryan, Sam Jones, number one? Sam, Sam Jones, that whole hog is just uh, skylight in. The, it's just amazing. I was going to say, if we're going to do side dishes too, <laughs> I would put Sam Jones's uh, uh, coleslaw in there any day. That, that stuff's amazing. I believe that is up in the running. I do actually like that we have two, we have competing whole hog answers, but that's only <laughs> only because we have not been to the other. Like I right. haven't been to Sam Jones's joint, and Ryan hasn't had hasn't been to Rodney Scott's joint uh, yet. But I love I love that we have competing whole hog answers. But I mean that's uh, so, that's what's beautiful about barbecue, man. It, you, it, it's not one of those like I feel like barbecue is one of those things where not just one way is right. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Sometimes in some foods like, you know, in French cuisine or Italian cuisine or, you know, Japanese cuisine, it's like it has to be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like it has to be this way for it to be that dish. I think what I love is that I think all the rules are being broken right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think – if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, something you've talked about a lot in the past is, you know, was it low and slow versus uh, hot, what, and uh, hot and fast or whatever. But I think just je- a lot of rules are being broken right now, and that's okay. You know, I think there's a lot of rules being broken, a lot of rules being bent, and I think a lot of people are pulling inspiration from 
your Instagrams, your your YouTubes, and all that, and they're they're looking at stuff and they're looking at a picture and saying, "How do I smoke that?" And that's not necessarily something that is is a dish that most people think about smoking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like smoked soups. Not many people think about that. <clears throat> yeah, my my buddy Brandon at Jazzy Bees in Kansas City had a post the other day of him smoking pumpkin. And it, and it looked great. I was like, oh, I could eat that for sure. And you you know what I mean? Like they they'll they'll do those kind of things and they'll make you know pumpkin pie out of it, and then it's smoked pumpkin pie. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't smoke the pie, but they smoked the ingredients that goes into it. That's going to give you that smoky flavor later. And I think that's mm-hmm. super cool. It's awesome. Hey, I I promise I won't bring any more things up. But maybe I will. Um, but we got to add the tacos from Valentina's uh, oh, because yeah. those tacos are the best tacos I've ever had. <laughs> uh, Mikey, you've been to Valentina's down not. in Austin? I, I oh, have man. not been to Austin yet. Um, okay, you got to make make that make that trip. I need to. It's been it's been a crazy. I've been to Dallas. Um, I you know I've been to uh, San Antonio. I think we were at. Maybe I don't remember. Um, I've been to, I've been to a couple places in Texas. I've just never been to Austin. It is on my list. I I, I hope to make it there soon. <laughs> good, good. You will not be you. Well, I say you won't be disappointed. You probably won't be disappointed. You know we've we've hyped we've hyped it up so much. I I mean <clears throat> I don't think you guys have just hyped it up. You know what I mean? It's uh. <laughs> Slightly in the media. I think every everyone's hyped it up. Yeah. So now I want to ask you guys this question: Have you? Do you guys? Since you pay attention so closely to American style barbecue, are you guys also paying attention to what's happening in Europe, what's happening um, in Australia, and all that stuff? A little bit. Um, you know, this is the first year that it really kind of has hit me how big this has become internationally. I lived in Australia. Uh, 20 years ago and barbecue back then was just sausages on the grill and that was it. And just this, uh, you know, couple of months ago at the American Royal, I actually had the pleasure of meeting a team from Australia called barbecue mafia. And it was awesome to talk to them to see like, where has barbecue gone in Australia since since the time that I lived there. And, you know, obviously you've got Jess Pryles, who's also from Australia. Yeah. Australia barbecue has just exploded down there. So I'm really looking forward to going back down there and seeing, like, how the scene has, you know, grown, what they're doing differently, you know, how they're taking kind of American techniques and adapting it to their their traditions, their cuts of meat, their wood, and um, this this year was also the first year at the American Royal that the uh, Invitational was won by an international team. It was won by a, a team out of Britain. So, yeah, things are exploding with barbecue worldwide. You've got teams from Japan, uh, Germany, South Africa, you know, New Zealand. I heard that the team from New Zealand shipped their smoker to the Royal and it costs of like $36,000 or something to, to ship it there or whatever. But yeah, it just shows you like how much passion there is for 
for barbecue worldwide. It's insane. I, I have to admit that I haven't been keeping close enough tabs. I just have met so many people at so many events from around the world. I mean, um, we, we had a, a gentleman uh, or a, a smokehouse from Toronto win the brisket king of NYC barbecue competition recently, which was awesome to have international guy come in and win. It was pretty funny. Um, but I also have just met so many people from Australia, uh, is definitely like a barbecue hotspot. I would love to go to just kind of a little further than, uh, than I can go at the moment. <laughs> One of these days I'll make it down there. Um, and this was actually fascinating. Um, one of uh, our local NYC joints, uh, Mighty Quinn's has opened up, uh, locations in, um, uh, Dubai and, um, Taiwan and he's been successful. And they, you know, in, uh, exporting American barbecue successfully and making it super interesting uh, where this this can work globally and people are really, really liking it. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's growing, to say the least, uh, <clears throat> globally, for sure. Globally, it's really starting to expand. I, I mean, even even here, you start looking like I, like we've been saying, it's been going up north. You know what I mean? For a very long time, barbecue was, you know, it was southern food. Uh, there wasn't many good barbecue restaurants up north. And the barbecue restaurants that did come from the north kind of sucked. Um, and, you know, that's just what they were. They just weren't good barbecue restaurants. And it's slowly, pitmasters are taking, you know, taking pride in doing it right. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, as time goes on, you know, that it will still be uh, anchored in the traditions of the South. Absolutely. But but you're going to continue to see, as I was saying, experimentation and bringing old, you know, old ideas and cult. So we cut out a little bit. Technology is going crazy with us tonight, but that's OK. So, um you were saying kind of where it's going. It's going to cultivate. It's going to get bigger. It'll always have its roots in the south, and then you kind of cut out a little bit from there. Yeah, uh, a barbecue is always going to have its anchor in the southern tradition, but I do think it's going to continue to be influenced by um, other culinary traditions are going to infuse themselves with barbecue, and that's very exciting. I think that particular you know, uh, fusion, that particular you know um, blending of ideas, I mean – I love it. It's not just because I live in, you know, one of the best food towns in the country. Um, it's, you know, this is just something that I, you know, as somebody who's documenting all these barbecue things that are happening, I'm continuing to see it. I'm continuing to see the evolution happen in real time. And um, I'm very happy about it. What do you think the next big fusion for barbecue will be? Ooh. Um, you know, honestly... I'm not sure that there's going to be one specific specific one, but I do think um, a lot of um, Asian traditions bringing into barbecue makes a lot of sense because 
let's look at, you know, stuff like, you know, quote unquote, Korean barbecue or yeah. uh, or Japanese barbecue. These things, some of these things have already existed for a long time, but they haven't quite been what we think of as American barbecue. And what I can imagine is more of a, a blend and a fusion of some of those ideas. So uh, there is this great uh, guy, Robert Cho, who has a place called Kimchi Smoke, and he blends um Central Texas barbecue and Korean um, tradition, culinary traditions together at a joint in New Jersey. And it's great. Like, it's like all these, like, it's like almost like a Mad Libs, Texas, Korea, Jersey, <laughs> you know, right? It's like all these things together. And then they, he's great. Like, Rob is doing some great work. And what I'm loving is that you get this sandwich with brisket and kimchi and some other, you know, flavors on there. And you're just like, it just blows your mind. Um, so I, I think that's going to continue to expand, but that partially has to do with the um, uh, the interest in American barbecue from Asia Pacific. Yeah, I think that region being interested in American barbecue, we're going to continue to see this blending of those two things because there's already so much interest. Yeah, no, I can totally see that there, and that that's how that's how it gets huge. You know what I mean? Because they're interested in it. And then they're bringing it here, and then everyone else is interested in it also. You know what I mean? But the chefs that are out there are going to be the ones that are going to try pushing the limits because it's new to them, and they're learning it. Ryan, are you seeing uh, any uh, – any, you've been so many places. Are you seeing any fusions um, that are kind of catching your eye? Well, not necessarily a fusion that's catching my eye, but another major trend that I just kind of wanted to talk about in addition to kind of like the chef-inspired barbecue, and that is what you're seeing more and more is the competition-inspired barbecue. So kind of in the past, I think sometimes you would have uh, competition, people who are successful in competition barbecue opening up restaurants, and they and they didn't really work. Yeah. But now you're seeing now you're seeing guys that like people that are out there and they're, they're figuring it out like, okay, here's what, here's what I need to do to that's different from competition to make a restaurant successful. And we've got a lot of them in Kansas city in particular, uh, slaps in Kansas city, Plowboys, some really these places that where people have had tremendous success, um, on the competition circuit who also have successful restaurants. Uh, Smoky D's in Iowa is another example where people like, uh, you know, they have these restaurants and, and the food is high quality, but they're also out there every weekend, like competing on the circuit and doing well there too. So that's a, a another trend that I, I just see more and more of. Yeah, I mean, I think they're learning that they can't make every competition or every rib a competition rib. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it just, like, nor would you want to. No, I mean, you can't eat that. It just it's you can't not... eat a whole plate of competition uh, barbecue necessarily at a meal. No, it's just gonna work. It's not gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> not enjoyable at all. And what? What? I mean, you they they flavor pack it so much that I mean, you take three or four bites and you're like. Like I don't, I don't envy those judges at all. Like when people are like, "Oh, you should eat that much barbecue." No, 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 no. You don't want to eat how much barbecue they eat. They have to literally leave in pain. 
Yeah, and they have to take all their uh, leftovers with them, of course. Oh, God. Yeah, because who else is going to take all of it? <laughs> now, well, no, say Ryan and I know a lot about being in pain and eating too much because oh, we we love going and eating a lot of barbecues. So we know all about that experience of like, you know what? I'm going to drink just drink water for the rest of the night because I'm so like full, um, you know, or uh, eat a salad the next day. You know, just you're like, oh, yeah, I've probably eaten too much meat, but it was never, delicious. never. Don't ever <laughs> say that. Um, now. <laughs> Sean, you're being from New York. You guys, you guys have something that we also have. There's a lot. There's kosher barbecue restaurants. Um, so, with that being said, that means obviously they don't serve pork. Uh, Correct. The thing I do want to ask, um, I think we have like one kosher barbecue place, just one uh, in Chicago. We don't have that many that are available. So, I, I, if we could dive into it. What kind of when you when you went to the first to your first one was the experience any was it really that much different you know missing missing the ribs missing missing the shoulder you know let me let me just say that the the three operations that I know that are that are good and that I've had and that I like um, are Izzy's which is in Brooklyn um, Main House which is also in Brooklyn and um, an operation uh, Wandering Q from Ari White. Uh, and that is that operation is more like uh, product and uh, events, but the, but Izzy's and Main House both have restaurants. And um, the first time I ever had kosher barbecue from any of these gentlemen was actually at Brisket King. I believe the first time I ever had them. I'm trying to remember if, if the first time I ever had um, Ari and Struli's stuff was at Brisket King, but I'm pretty sure it was. And then immediately after that, I had to go to, to Izzy's restaurant to actually try it. Because I was so fascinated by this and try to discern the differences of it. You know, Izzy is such a fascinating character because, you know, and this is Ari's experience too. But, um, you know, uh, he had to study barbecue without being able to try it. And it's just so hard to imagine I'm trying to perfect this type of food that I can never eat. I can just smell it and learn about it and, and then slowly try to make mine the best it can be. And um, he's done a, a very good job at um, at doing that. I didn't find the experience to be much different than a regular barbecue joint, honestly. Like, the thing is, pork is great. I mean, I, there's a lot of pork stuff out there that I like. But, you know, honestly, the first thing I usually order at a barbecue restaurant is brisket. So, you know, he's got brisket on the menu, and it's good. So he's got pastrami on the menu sometimes. It's yep. fantastic. And um, probably smoking some pastrami. The, the only thing is, is um, you know, they'll they'll do some interesting stuff. Like lamb is on the menu a lot, and I'm very into barbecued lamb. And um, their, you know, willingness to to kind of think differently about what they're going to serve. You know, they're more than willing to shake up the menu because they don't get to work with, you know, a lot of those pork staples. So they're going to just continue to experiment and try to make new things and put the new things on the menu. And they're like – we're already like a little off the the basic tradition here, so why don't we, you know, try to bring some more interesting things and put it on the menu? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really, I really respect that game. Like, it is hard. Kosher meat is more expensive, and having to work around, you know, there's, you know, there's other rules. Yeah. Uh, around kosher, and and you know, I got a, a lot of respect for that because it's not easy. It's already hard enough to be a barbecue person. It's even harder to be a kosher barbecue person. 
Exactly. That that's kind of one of my biggest things. That if there's anyone out there listening that does kosher barbecue that holds true kosher barbecue, I know we've talked to uh, this Juke and Q, but if there's any, and I know he doesn't, I don't believe he keeps full kosher. Uh, but if there's anyone that would like to chat about that, please email us because I would love to get somebody on here and chat about strictly kosher barbecue. It'd be very interesting. Um, I do. I know a guy. So after this, you know uh, a guy. I know. I, I know. A guy I figured you might know a guy. Knows a guy who knows like everything there is to know about kosher barbecue. So. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just find it so like fascinating because it it's so much work, like so much more work yep. to do it in barbecue. Like, it's just insane to me. Well, that's another thing about we're talking about, you know, old old traditions being broken. Like, that's that's actually like, you know, the uh, the the kosher tradition is a lot older than, you know, can barbecue. And this is a blending of two very old traditions together. And it's great. Yeah. Now. With with that kind of being said, I kind of like that the whole like traditions being blended. I think that's very, very cool. I think. uh what what's happening in in our in the, in the barbecue world is just fantastic. I mean, I'm blown away by it. Um, <clears throat> do you guys think that barbecue will ever reach that like almost like French cuisine status? Because there's there's almost like high end barbecue restaurants opening up now. You know what I mean? Like they have that they have that status. Like you got home. Home has that status where it's like people want to go to home barbecue in Brooklyn because it's that that's the name everyone's talking about right now, you know? Yeah, I mean hometown definitely has that reputation right now. I mean yeah, it is you right. know, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot and it's breaking rules. Ryan, what do you think? Do you think that we're gonna see barbecue being elevated to like French cuisine? Because I'm not sure. You know, I don't know that it's ever gonna get that you know, that highfalutin, (laughs) but, uh, once Franklin won the James Beard award, the Mm -hmm. doors were open to suddenly seeing pit masters being recognized as, as the equals of, of chefs, you know? And so that in itself is, is amazing. And now you're just seeing more and more kind of, uh, pit masters being recognized for the high quality, you know, product that they, that they create. So, but will it ever be like something like French cuisine? I don't know, but you know, it is, it is to me, it's an American cuisine. It's kind of, it's what we have. It's, I mean, it it's is as close to of American cuisine as, as what we have. So that makes it special. I think it's definitely Americans cuisine. Like when you, when I, at least to me, when I think about it and I look at like French cuisine, Italian cuisine, you know, Japanese cuisine, Chinese cuisine, they all have their kind of staples. And I, I, I think American barbecue is really what, you know, the world sees as our cuisine. I hope. I think they do. Honestly, it, it's, it is uniquely American and... Yeah, I think you're right. There's there there aren't a lot of there only a handful of other maybe cuisines you could say that are American, but barbecue is uniquely American. And when it's import exported around the world, it's still American barbecue. Now, did you guys see that? Oh God, I'm gonna totally forget the name of that barbecue restaurant. It's in Japan, and they are serving A5 Wagyu brisket. 
And these briskets are huge. No, I haven't seen that. That, that one, I, I think I might have seen a headline and didn't read it. I don't know, but I, I know. I think I know what you're talking about, but it's you know not coming to me with the with the, the name of the places. I think it's Midtown Barbecue. I want to say I think it's Midtown Barbecue in Japan. I think that's what it's called, and they're serving A5 Wagyu briskets. These things are beautiful. the 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 quality of meat is crazy, um, and it's just I I feel like people are just trying to find the next highest quality. Do you guys kind of find that in your journeys where you're finding like people are really really showing that they're ta- that they're using really really high end meat? Yeah, definitely. I I was just down at the uh, Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival a couple of weeks ago, and I took the Q course, the Science of Barbecue course that um, Daniel Vaughn kind of led the class along with professors from Texas A&M. What I found so fascinating was they were saying that out of the top 10 of the Texas Monthly top 50 Nine of the top ten use prime brisket. The only one that doesn't use prime grade brisket is Snows, the number one ranked. So that's just crazy to me that, like, nine out of ten use prime grade brisket. The only one that doesn't is ranked number one. And turns out, I and I verified this, they actually use select brisket. So they don't even use choice. They use a select grade which is just crazy to me yeah, how they I mean, get it to be that good. Well, you got to think about it, dude. That's how barbecue started. Yeah. They didn't have all this, you know, they didn't have the prime, the select, the, you know, choice, wed the Wagyu briskets, which, I mean, cooking Wagyu in a restaurant is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's so hard to charge properly for it. Uh, one thing that really struck me about the hometown story was when they got started, it did not take very long for them to move everything to Pat Lafrida, like high quality meat. And that was kind of a gamble. They said, you know, we know that it's a lot more expensive and our, we know that our prices, you know, people might balk at the price, but we are going to make this gamble because we know if the food is really, really top quality the people will come. Will they come out here to Brooklyn where there's no train nearby? You have to take a ferry or a bus or a car to get there. You can't take the train. Um, and they said, you know what? Well, we're going to do high-quality meat, and the people will come, and they came. So it worked out. Yeah. Uh, betting on betting on high-quality high be- uh, you know, beef and, and pork, I mean, that's going to – that can really transform your – who you are. I think that – I mean, that's – kind of where barbecue's going and not not going that's where it kind of is i feel like people are just trying to find that next best quality of meat to cook and um i think it's kind of funny i just watched i don't know why why i saw it it was some gordon ramsay video um and he was talking about cooking beef ribs you know and he's like don't ever be ashamed of going to your butcher and asking for a cheap cut of meat like a, you know, like a beef rib. And I just like thought in my head, I'm like, Did, when was this recorded? And, and yeah, you know what I mean? Like, cause <laughs> it's no longer a cheap cut. Like it used to be, but it's not anymore. 
And yeah, definitely. It, it, it's just changing. It, it's it's awesome. It's awesome and it's horrible at the same time. <laughs> I don't like that it's getting more expensive to enjoy barbecue, to make barbecue. I think the thing is that with the increase in popularity, uh, that means that the prices have gone up. There's more demand. Yeah. Uh, you know, that means it's just more expensive for it to be a hobby. I think that's unfortunate because I like the accessibility of barbecue. Um, but the, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. You know, this, the, the you know good quality meat uh, is going to is going to be the king and only a handful of places out there are going to be able to do wonders with the that those um you know lower um, oh yeah of course you know, lower cuts like snows yeah like snows I mean, that was just shows incredible. how good yeah. of a pit master yeah carrie and tootsie and yeah. clay have really done amazing work there exactly like they are top quality because when you give somebody the worst cut of meat basically and they turn it into gold. That's when you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, you 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 won. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, what else do you say? You know what I mean? Like, do you have anything else? No, you, you just you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I should never cook again myself. I'm just gonna come <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> so I want I want to spark this debate. This debate is gonna go between the three of us. Um, I'm going to ask your guys' favorite kind of ribs. Are we St. Louis, uh, St. Louis cuts, um, St. Louis cut spare ribs, sorry, or are we looking at baby backs? What's your favorite? Why are you a heavy sauce person? Are you a, are you more of a dry rub? Are you a true dry rib? What's your, what's your, um, what's your pick and what's your poison? I'm going to start this off. I'm going to say, uh, St. Louis spare rib. By far, it's my favorite to cook. It's my favorite to eat. It, it just to me, it has more flavor, and it just, it's just a thing of beauty. And I like, you know, I know that everybody says like, well, you know, I don't like to cover up my meat with sauce and everything, but I just, I just love barbecue sauce. That's one um, Kansas City trait I'm never going to be able to give up. But I'm from Kansas if, City, so you're if all a good, wrong. Uh, spare, <laughs> if a good spare rib has some nice, you know, sauce on it, I'm in heaven. Um, I'm going to modify that slightly. I'm actually going to go, yeah, St. Louis style spare rib over a baby back any day. But I want my sauce on the side. I want to I want to take a big bite of that rib and and really judge the quality of the meat and then I will add sauce as needed. If it's kind of like a so-so rib, give me that sauce. But if I if I'm in love with that rib, I don't I'm just going to keep it going dry. That'll be the that's the best yeah. way to do it. But you know, hey, hey, sauce on the side, man. You can you can really have fun with that. So I mean, I'm all um, I do I still love my sauce. So I'm from Kansas City. I still love sauce. I'm just as I've gotten older, as I've gotten wiser about barbecue, you don't always need sauce, you know. See, I'm a, I'm, I always order my sauces on the side, no matter what. Usually, because um, some of sometimes you go to a restaurant, and you're like, yeah, I don't like their barbecue sauce. Um, but I also order all my wing sauce on the side, and everyone always gives me shit about it. They're like, why can't you just get your wings tossed? You dip them anyways, and I'm like, yes, but they stay crunchier longer. <laughs> 
So if anyone I really have likes... never asked for wing sauce on the side, but maybe I'll have to start. If you like a if you really like crunchy wings, which I do, I love crunchy wings. If you ask for them, if you ask the sauce on the side, you can dip and you'll still get the sauce. You're just going to always have a crunchy crunch, uh, crunchy wit, uh, wing if I could talk. I will do that sometime. Let sometime me know how it works. I, sometime I will try that. <laughs> I know they'll look at me weird, but I will try it once. Just they always you. they always look at me weird, and I'm just like, listen, it keeps the wing crunchier longer. That's all I'm going for. <laughs> so, Mikey, did you ever say what? Which do you like, baby backs or spares better? So I I, I personally am, I'm going to go with you guys and say spares. Spares are I, I there's just more meat. You know what I mean? I just like them a little bit more. Um, every once in a while, I'll fall into the mood for for a uh, a baby back, but very very rarely. Uh, spares cut them down to St. Louis style, make them nice and pretty. Um, it's a beautiful rib, just really is. I I. I thoroughly enjoy that and then i'm i'm a i'm a dry rub guy that's what i like to do dry rub them throw them on the smoker um pull them off if we glaze them a little bit we might but usually it's not it just stays with that dry rub they get a little sticky it's perfect and um that's my rib that is my favorite rib to go that's what i like to cook and that's what i yeah that's what i like to eat so (laughs) Hey Mikey, are you cutting? Are you cutting out, or are we cutting out? I'm like I'm hearing a bunch of uh, pops and cut cut out, so I missed a I, few words here and there. That I did not cut out at all. I don't believe. Um, and then you guys are doing fine, I believe. I'm all right, as long me. as it sounds good, that's good. To, good to us. Yeah, I'm here. I'm hearing you. So uh, maybe you just got a pop okay, cut out by you. Um, but. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this question, Sean. Uh, being from New York, you guys are getting a lot of barbecue restaurants up there. Um, do you think that? I mean, is Boston getting the same kind of kind of barbecue love? Uh, you know, I know I know Connecticut's got some good stuff up there going on, and then um, I'm just wondering how much of the north northeast is really getting it besides New York. You know. It is so funny you ask about Boston. I was asking somebody who knows a lot about barbecue, we'll say uh, an unnamed expert, uh, and I asked, is there any good barbecue in Boston? And she said, uh, <laughs> you know, basically not, not wanting to say if there was no good barbecue, but it's it's the, the culinary scene in New York is so big. There's so there's room for so much. And I don't think Boston quite has that the, the barbecue uh, bug yet, but I imagine they'll get it at some point. There eventually will be some good barbecue in Boston, but I don't think they have it quite yet. Apologies. Hey, if you're listening to this and you like you have an amazing barbecue joint in Boston, please let me know. Hit me up and let me go. This is the best barbecue in Boston. I will go and try it. Um, there are two places in the Northeast also have uh, really cool barbecue things happening. One is New Jersey actually has a big booming barbecue barbecue scene a lot of a lot of good barbecue in New, New Jersey actually um now, and then there's think, also do you think oh, that stem, do you think that stems from from New York it, them just kind of moving out where it's maybe a little bit more affordable to open up a joint uh, more affordable to run something and it's not quite as big of a risk you know I think it's partially being close to New York 
but also just that they, I mean, they love food like anywhere else, and they have really just a hunger for barbecue. So if the audience is there and you can build a good restaurant and people are into it, you should do it. And that's, I was going to mention Connecticut as well. Yeah, um, the Bears and uh, Hoodoo Brown up there are both killing it, and they've come down and, and hung out in New York sometimes, and they're always Excellent. So, I uh, yeah, we've got some interesting stuff going on up here in um, in the tri-state area in the Northeast, and I think it's underlooked. That's one of the re- another reason why we started the smoke sheet was there's a lot of underlooked barbecue all around the country, and um, no disrespect to Texas, but it gets probably you know 80 percent of the coverage, and there's a lot going on in this country, and especially in you know my neck of the woods. Oh, I totally agree with you. Now, what do you guys think about California right now, besides the fact that it's burning down um, as a state? Uh, <laughs> there's some cool stuff coming out of California. And kind of that north northwestern region of the country. Ryan, you were out not too long ago, right? Yeah, I wasn't in California, but I was actually in Oregon a few weeks ago, and... Uh, I, I had a lot of great salmon up there, but I actually found extremely good barbecue in Astoria, Oregon, um, at a place called smoked bones. And they, they just were, they were doing some good stuff up there. They had great brisket, great pulled pork, great ribs. All the meats were fantastic. Um, they were using some different woods up there too. It was uh, pretty interesting. And then, of course, all the, the smoked salmon up there was to die for. So it was well, awesome. I mean, you can't get it much fresher, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. And I think that's I think that's one of the, the beautiful things about it. You know what I mean? Is when you get that really fresh, fresh ingredient, you can smoke it really nicely. And it, it's just going to hold its flavor that much better. Yeah, and they were using some different woods up there that I wouldn't have, uh, I guess I've never really tried before in my backyard. One of the things that they were using was maple up there because it, it's really hot and it, it lasts a long time. So um, I found that pretty interesting, doing smoked salmon with maple. Yep. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're definitely going to do that. They're going to they're gonna use woods that are native to them. And a, easier to source, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the biggest things is, uh, when you're, when it's easier to source, it makes your life a lot easier. Um, I know sourcing wood is probably one of the hardest things for most people, um, that are up North down South. It's a little easier up North. It's a little bit harder. It's just, they, people haven't, um, haven't embraced that part of barbecue yet. You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the suppliers aren't quite, quite in place just yet. If that makes uh, sense. Uh, if, is it okay if I add in, Absolutely. Um, I've only been, only been to one good place or really, I, I, I haven't barely scratched the surface on the West coast, but, um, 
I had blood sows in LA and I really, this is a few years ago, but I really, really liked it a lot. I just was like, yeah, I could see myself coming here if I lived or if I lived nearby. Um, and, uh, it was it, it very much like a, a Texas style, central Texas style, um, with a few twists and turns in LA. And I mean, there's definitely going to be, I think more and more barbecue coming out of LA for sure. Um, I've just been, I've been seeing a lot new, new things pop up in my feeds about LA barbecue. So I think there's some really interesting stuff happening over there. Um, I did have a decent place in San Francisco. Go. Uh, I have to look up the name, but I mean, there wasn't like a huge thing going on there, but there's definitely, I think a few new places are opening up there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my boy, Sean down in, um, San Diego is doing some, some beautiful, beautiful things, uh, with barbecue at Cali comfort. Um, and they also run, uh, uh, Sean, why am I forgetting the name of your podcast? Uh, my brain's not working. Sorry, guys. It's been a long day. Is it the uh, Barbecue War Stories? Yes, the... thank you. It is Behind right, the Smoke. Yeah, we love that. It's Behind the Smoke, Barbecue War Stories. Super cool dudes. Yeah. Very, very great dudes. Um, they are uh, – they're just – you know, they're great dudes. And they're, they're trying to bring as much to barbecue as they possibly can. And they're they're not really from a the barbecue standard place, you know what I mean? They're from <coughs> from San Diego. No, not many people think barbecue when you think San Diego. Let's That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think fish tacos. <laughs> but I think this is this is the beauty of a barbecue is kind of spreading everywhere right now, and yeah, you can find good barbecue in San Diego and L.A. and in Oregon yep. and I mean San Francisco. Uh, I found good barbecue in Seattle the last time I was there. Actually, I can't even remember the name of the place because it was this tiny, tiny place, and I just happened to find it, you know, nearby. And I was like, you know, real small place with, you know, a little, you know, a little back area and a, one smoker and one dude. And it was like, yeah, I'm into this, and it, I love that it's kind of everywhere now. Yeah, it's definitely growing. It's becoming, it's becoming a much larger cuisine. People are, it's becoming sought after, which is cool, um, and people will travel for it. I think it's it's one of the the very few cuisines that people will actually travel for. Yeah, and as the barbecue tourist, people will take road trips and hit tons of spots. I, I can attest. Uh, it's pretty neat to see like how many people are willing to really go drive, get in their car, and drive across the country to go experience barbecue. It's awesome. Now. Being the barbecue tourist, what's the hardest part about going to all these barbecue places? Oh my gosh, uh, there's there's a lot. The number one thing is to basically you want to hit all these places. Like when I went to Texas, I was fully like, hey, I'm just going to hit all the top fifty Texas places. And guess what? You're Texas is a big state. You're never going to hit all of them in one, you know, in one trip. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time probably standing in line. And then you also have to pace yourself. When uh, Sean and I experienced this just recently, we went to Memphis. We hit 11 barbecue places and a burger joint and a hot chicken place. And, we, you know, you sit down and you want to just eat the whole 
tray of food and then you're like, wait, I got I've got 12 other places I need to go to on this trip. I need to slow down. So that's definitely um, those are definitely some things to keep in mind if you're going to take a, a barbecue road trip. It really helps to have somebody else there or a few people there with you because if you're by yourself and you want to try everything, it is so hard because there's so much that you want to try. So having another person with you, uh, it helps dramatically. Yeah, that is that is a nice thing. That's what I do love about you know going with a group of people and being like, hey, you get the ribs and I'll get the brisket. And then we'll, you know, both get two to three things. The only way we survived 11 barbecue joints in three days in Memphis was by having multiple people with, you know, it was it was two people and it was three people. And there was no other way that was going to (laughs) work. We would have been we would have died. When our our buddy Judd joined us, uh, he came like a a day later. We were just so thankful. Sean and I were like, "Okay, we're going to make Judd eat everything and we're going to kind of hang back a little bit and ask him, you know. How, we'll, how's that we'll taste? Get, you know, well, we'll get like a bite. We'll get yeah. one bite. Judd, you eat the you eat the rib and just give me a bite. And if it's really awesome, then I'll grab another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the safest way to do it. Yeah. Put somebody else in a little bit of pain. <laughs> if you come late, you know, well, hey, we're gonna no, put you through a little rules. bit of pain. <laughs> yeah. If you come late, it's the rules. You're just not gonna know what's gonna happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> There are worse punishments than, oh, you have to eat more barbecue. That is true. There are right. a lot worse punishments. Guys, I want to thank you for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. If you can do me a favor, tell everyone where they can find you guys and, and, and keep you know keep following your barbecue journey. Um, I'll just start by saying um, I'm at nycbbq.com, also nycbbq um, on Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to follow me, I mean, it's not just New York City. It's the Northeast and travels around the country. Um, And then the smoke sheet is super easy. bbqnewsletter.com is where you sign up for that. Um, But we're also the smoke sheet on um, other other social platforms like uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Ryan? Yeah, and I am bbqtourist.com and bbqtourist on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the platforms, Google Plus. And then again, sign up for the smoke sheet, barbecue, bbqnewsletter.com. And it's really simple. Just give your first and last name and then your email address, and you'll get the latest news, recipes, events every week on Wednesday morning. Write it in your email inbox. Makes life easy. We want we want life to be easy for everybody. Yes. It's hard enough as it is. Why don't we make it easier? No, it's fantastic. I love it. So I'm gonna end I'm gonna end the podcast the way I normally do. Guys, if you had to give yourself three tips about barbecue that you know now, but when you were starting your, your barbecue journey, what would those three tips be? Can we combine here and we work together from these are the smoke sheet tips? Sure. Yes. From three, three tips, three tips. Uh, all right. Let me, let me throw one easy one out there. I think don't ever try to think about barbecue as, you know, barbecue is just from one place. Barbecue is kind of from all places. And I think, try to think about it that 
get you know start getting rid of old conventions and treat barbecue as an you know American or all American or a global thing. Think about barbecue and what it can be, not just what it has been. Yep. I think my big tip would be don't be afraid to talk to people at barbecue restaurants. The pitmasters are proud of what they do. People in line are often very interesting and exciting to talk to. The barbecue community is pretty awesome. I think that's the thing I wasn't expecting was how amazing all the people are. That really kind of took me off guard. So don't be afraid to get out there and like talk to people and meet people and, um, you know, be part of the barbecue community. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. You guys got one left. Um, Ryan, you might want to work on this one with me here, but don't be afraid to travel for good barbecue, right? Like if you really are interested in barbecue and you are just kind of you've been so curious about one city or one place, you know, make that trip. Like, you know, it's 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 easier than you think. Um, Ryan drives a lot. I fly a lot. Um, if you can make the trip, you should make the trip, make the journey. Um, you won't regret it. Um, Ryan, do you want to add to that one? Yeah, just to get out there and experience as much barbecue as you can and experience as much different barbecue as you can. I, I encourage people to go to all different places rather than saying, you know, well, Texas is the best. Well, great. Go out and experience North Carolina and Memphis and Kansas City and New York and L.A. And then come back and tell me Texas is the best. Um, Yeah, just get out there and experience as much as you can. I think those are great tips. And I I think you kind of on the last one really hit a good one where you're like, you know, experience as much as you can. Uh, I personally enjoy cooking uh, Central Texas style barbecue, but I enjoy eating a lot of different different stuff, you know what I mean? And uh, being from a city that doesn't have necessarily strong barbecue roots, I can cook my beef Central Texas style, but I can make my ri- my ribs and my pork a little bit sweeter. You know what I mean? And right. it's very cool to be able to have that, the, the, the flexibility. And I mean, everyone has that flexibility, don't get me wrong. But a lot of people sometimes get that ingrainment where it's like, I'm going to just do it the way I've always done it. Right. So I think it's cool that you say, you know, go go eat here, go eat there, go eat this, so then everyone can try exactly what they know that they're saying that they love. Right. So, guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. Um, everyone, guys, go, go subscribe to the newsletter. Um, go find out the best maps on uh, barbecuetourist.com. I mean, that just is a no-brainer. And then if you're looking for, you know, more barbecue stuff for the Northeast, uh, NYC Barbecue is going to cover a ton of that. So you got three awesome barbecue um, outlets here. Um, Make sure you guys definitely go check them out. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mikey.